Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes. Today we have part 5 and the final chapter in the story of Prince Darling. Well, it's time to see if the prince really has changed his stripes, so to speak, of course. We've left him handing off some bread to a hungry young girl in yet another act of kindness. She soon seemed to be quite well again, and the prince, delighted to have been able to help her, was thinking of going home to the palace when he heard a great outcry, and turning round, saw Celia, who was being carried against her will into the great house. For the first time, the prince regretted that he was no longer the monster. Then he would have been able to rescue Celia. Now he could only bark feebly at the people who were carrying her off and try to follow them but they chased and kicked him away. He determined not to quit the place till he knew what had become of Celia and blamed himself for what had befallen her. Alas, he said to himself, I am furious with the people who are carrying Celia off, but isn't that exactly what I did myself, and if I had not been prevented, didn't I not intend to be still more cruel to her? Here he was interrupted by a noise above his head. Someone was opening a window, and he saw with delight that it was Celia herself who came forward and threw out a plate of most delicious-looking food. And then the window was shut again, and Prince Darling, who had not had anything to eat all day, thought he might as well take the opportunity of getting something. He ran forward to begin, but the young girl to whom he had given his bread gave a cry of terror and took him up in her arms, saying, Don't touch it, my poor little dog. That house is the palace of pleasure, and everything that comes out of it is poisoned. At the same moment, a voice said, You see, a good action always brings its reward. And the prince found himself changed into a beautiful white dove. He remembered that white was the favorite color of the fairy truth, and began to hope that he might at last win back her favor. But just now his first care was for Celia, and rising into the air he flew round and round the house, until he saw an open window, but searched through every room in vain. No trace of Celia was to be seen, and the prince in despair determined to search through the world till he found her. He flew on and on for several days, till he came to a great desert where he saw a cavern, and to his delight there sat Celia, sharing the simple breakfast of an old hermit. Overjoyed to have found her, Prince Darling perched upon her shoulder, trying to express by his caresses how glad he was to see her again. And Celia, surprised and delighted by the tameness of this pretty white dove, stroked it softly and said, though she never thought of its understanding her, I accept the gift that you make me of yourself, and I will love you always. Take care what you are saying, Celia, said the old hermit. Are you prepared to keep that promise? Indeed, I hope so, my sweet shepherdess cried the prince, who at that moment restored to his natural shape. You promised to love me always. Tell me that you really mean what you said, or I shall ask the fairy to give me back the form of the dove which pleased you so much. You need not be afraid that she will change her mind, said the fairy, throwing off the hermit's robes in which she had been disguised and appearing before them. Celia has loved you ever since she first saw you. Only she would not tell you why you were so obstinate and naughty. Now you have repented and mean to be good. You deserve to be happy. And so 
she may love you as much as she likes. Celia and Prince Darling threw themselves at the fairy's feet, and the prince was never tired of thanking her for her kindness. Celia was delighted to hear how sorry he was for all his past follies and misdeeds, and promised to love him as long as she lived. Rise, my children, said the fairy, and I will transport you to the palace, and Prince Darling shall have back again the crown he forfeited by his bad behavior. While she was speaking, they found themselves in Suleiman's hall, and his delight was great at seeing his dear master once more. He gave up the throne joyfully to the prince, and remained always the most faithful of his subjects. Celia and Prince Darling reigned for many years, but he was so determined to govern worthily and to do his duty that his ring, which he took to wearing again, never once pricked him severely. And that is the end of Prince Darling. And it does feel good to end on a happy note for once, doesn't it? A story where goodness is achieved is a rare thing in these tales. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Project, and you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.